Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You are a different kind of people. You Christians. You're different. Plain and simple. And St. Paul, in our epistle from Romans 8, reminds us exactly why. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. God's Holy Spirit dwells within you. You are a different sort of people. That, of course, has always been the case for the people of God. I think we find ourselves at a moment in time where perhaps we're finally becoming aware of that. That the call to follow Christ, to be his disciple, to be one in whom his spirit dwells, is a calling to a very different sort of life. That's how it's meant to be. The spirit of God dwells in you. Or as Paul would say it in his first letter to the Corinthians, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You go forth in this world with God himself dwelling inside of you, his people. That makes you different and it causes you to look at things in a different way. And that is what St. Paul is reminding us to do in Romans chapter 8 today. To see things as those in the spirit. Not living according to the flesh. In the beginning of our text in Romans chapter 8, Paul tells the Roman Christians they have no condemnation in Christ Jesus. No one can condemn them to hell and damnation and eternal suffering, for they are in Jesus Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. We get a little antsy and uncomfortable as Christians when we hear that word law. But it ought not be that way. We're different people. We delight in God's law, in the Holy Spirit. The commands he sets before us The things he lays before us as the ways in which to walk. They are not a burden on the Christian. They are our joy and our delight. 
That's what happens when the Spirit of God lives in you. The flesh looks on those commands and it chafes against them. It tries to justify sinful actions and sinful deeds. But the distinguisher between life lived in the spirit of life and life lived in the flesh is the faith and confidence that Jesus has fulfilled this law on our behalf. God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, Paul writes, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You, people of God in Christ Jesus, you in whom the Spirit dwells, you are the people who have perfectly fulfilled and kept the law of God. Did you know that? That sounds counter and contrary to everything we say week in and week out, where we confess ourselves to be poor, miserable sinners. And indeed we are, according to the flesh. But in the Spirit of God, the law is kept perfectly and fully and completely because Jesus Christ has done it for you. The one we're mindful of this Lenten season leading into Easter, the one who dies for us and rises for us, is also the one who before all that lived for us. Sinless, perfect, righteous. His righteousness is our righteousness. He is sinless so that you would be without sin. And he puts his Holy Spirit in you, that spirit which is the spirit of life, that you would walk in his law, do the works of light and life rather than the works of darkness and flesh. The one in whom the Spirit of God dwells delights in doing the will of God. Paul distinguishes those works of the flesh versus the works of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, in his letter to the Galatians. He says in there, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, Paul says in Galatians, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You are not to live according to the flesh. Those works of the flesh belong on the cross where Jesus dies for sinners. They belong drowned in the waters of your baptism because in your baptism you were baptized into Jesus' death. The fruit of the Spirit, 
Paul says, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Paul would remind us there is no place in the kingdom of God for a person who would call themselves Christian and try to excuse their sin. Try to justify the works of the flesh. There is only one place for the works of the flesh to go, and that is on Jesus' cross. For in that cross, the place where Jesus, is, Jesus dies, he also pours forth life into you. He sends forth his spirit. He, the risen Lord Jesus, gives you his spirit that you might walk in the fruit of the spirit. That you might delight and glory in God's law that guides you and leads you. God calls you to live in love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Going back to our reading in Romans, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh. If in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you, you are different. You have the Spirit of God who within you calls you to walk and live in the law of the Spirit of life, to do the fruit of the Spirit to crucify the works of the flesh. If Christ is in you, Paul says, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Different people indeed. People who live with the joy and confidence that even though our bodies succumb to death, because Jesus is our righteousness and the Spirit lives in us, our bodies cannot remain dead. That just as a valley of dry bones was raised to form an army, just as Lazarus was called forth from the tomb, just as Jesus himself rose in victory on Easter morning, so you cannot succumb to death. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He raised Jesus from the dead. He will also give life to you. Boy, that gives you a different way of looking at things, doesn't it? To know that the grave has no power. To know that the same spirit that brought life into a valley of bones, 
that came forth through Jesus' word to call Lazarus from death also speaks life into you today. It says, You are different, for you are my people. You have my spirit. Thanks be to God, our works of the flesh, our sin, our guilt, our shame, darkness and evil have all been crucified with Jesus. Our sinful flesh was nailed to that cross with Jesus. Remember, you were baptized into his death. When Jesus died on that cross, you died. Your sinful flesh was put to death. And now the Spirit calls you to walk and live in the life that is yours by the Holy Spirit. The law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. When you know that Jesus has fulfilled the law for you already and put your sin to death on the cross, God's law, his commands, they are not a burden. They are your joy. God grant you by the spirit of life that dwells in you to walk in the law of the spirit of life, to do the will of God, to crucify sinful passions, and to live with the different sort of hope and promise that, become, that comes because this spirit will raise us to life just as Jesus was raised. Amen. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.